0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Today is David Brown's last day as the superintendent of the Chicago Police Department after nearly three years on the job. He was tapped by Mayor Lightfoot in 2020 was a former chief of the Dallas Police Department from 2010 to 2016. Brown announced that he'd be stepping down as the city's top cop a day after Lightfoot lost her re-election bid. All eight of her challengers, including the two remaining candidates in the April runoff, had said that they would fire him as their first order of business. Now, as a nationwide search for Chicago's next police superintendent is underway, what will that process look like? And what do police accountability experts want to see in the new hire? Here to discuss is Craig Futterman. He's a professor at the University of Chicago Law School and a resident dean in the college. Hey, Professor, good to meet you in person.
1: So good to see you in person as well, Sasha.
0: Also with us is Anthony Driver, president of the Community Commission for Public Safety and Accountability. Welcome back, Anthony.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: So, Craig, this is getting a lot of buzz. So just ground us. What is at stake here?
1: Well, um... I think before, really, we can have an, a meaningful conversation about where we need to go, we really need to understand where we are. Mm-hmm. And the department's machinery of denial remains alive and well. Um, continues The city continues to deny reality of police abuse, reality of racism, and the need for change. And we're not just talking about the FOP, but we're really talking about the superintendent and city leadership. And the FOP remains as virulently opposed as ever to any form of public scrutiny. Nobody has the right to see, much less criticize what we do. Mm -hmm. Nobody has the right to second-guess the police. So, um, And the still us-against-them mentality remains um, central to the CPD, where the them is the very community in which police officers are sworn to serve. So um, more than anything else, and I think this is even evident in Chip's report earlier today about the FOP, that same commitment to this old boys network, this macho culture, where even black officers, women officers, not welcome. Um, So what's at stake? And more than anything else, what we need in our next superintendent is someone who has both the courage and vision to change this culture.
0: What are they walking into? What are they going to be responsible for, this next superintendent?
1: Well, it, it's, they're, they're walking into a few things. They're walking into, one, an, an, an FOP and still too much of a rank and file that's committed to resisting any form of change. That's still trying to hold on to where things are. And they're also walking into a civil rights consent decree that came about because of that very same culture. Um, and that culture that needs to change. So they're walking into then also a complicated, um, and and Anthony can talk about this, um, also a a new agency in which the police department is supposed to be overseen and ultimately accountable to representatives of people who have been most impacted um, and led by um, one of your other guests on the phone.
0: Yeah. Well, Anthony, you have said that you really want it to be a transparent process. What are you doing this time around than the you hadn't done in previous searches? Because I know that you're part of this government body that's actually responsible for putting the candidates forth for this position. Uh,
2: yeah, so so we are doing uh, community engagement on the front end. Typically the way it's been done in Chicago is you have the 3 nominees uh that get submitted to the mayor from the police board. They go public, and then there's some form some of community engagement kicks in. We're doing all of that on the front end. We're consolidating the community uh, from from day one. So we're going to be having uh, town hall meetings on the north side, on the south side, on the west side. Uh, We'll have one that's virtual uh, for the entire city. Uh, we're going to be intentional about our outreach to the community and asking what do you want to see in the next police superintendent. Um, the CCPSA is a independent body that was created to inject the community's voice uh, into this process, and that's, that's what we fully intend to do. So this is the first time that the community will be front and center um, in helping to decide who is the next leader of the Chicago Police Department.
0: Craig, that's a huge point. This is a, the first time the commission is part of the search. How big of a deal is that to
1: you? It's a it's a huge deal. So traditionally in Chicago, um, the mayoral appointed police board puts three candidates before the mayor, and then the mayor is supposed to choose from those three candidates. The vision here, and and, and, and while um, I want to recognize this political moment, it's also still um, not all that different. It, it is now just another body who's putting those three candidates before the mayor. And at the end of the day, it's the mayor's choice. Yeah. Um, and if the mayor doesn't like these three candidates, she, she or he, they can say, reshuffle them and give me three more and, and, and so on until um, the, mayor is ultimately ma- the mayor is ultimately making this choice. But what is new and different is that there is a body and a body at this present moment that really does truly reflect some of the communities most impacted that will have the first say so in terms of who are the candidates from which the mayor is choosing.
0: Let's bring another voice to the conversation. Joe Mosley is a retired sergeant in the detective division of the CPD. Welcome to the show, Joe.
3: Good good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: Something that's gotten a lot of attention here is a, this call for hiring from within the department. What do you think about this? Do you want to see the next leader hired from within?
3: What I would like to see is a combination of what Mr. Futterman and uh, Mr. Driver were talking about. But the reality is that Something but Mr. Futterman said, and I, I have to disagree with. The problem we have in CPD is a cultural issue. Um, there is no question. I mean, if you read all the consent decrees from New York, California, on back, they all say, that they all start with the first uh, sentence there's a problem with racism. The problem is, until we start dealing with those issues, the culture will remain the same. What I want to see is a superintendent that understands that these police officers, the way they're being trained, is that they've got to understand one key factor. And I, and I stress this. They have to understand that they don't have to get respect. They have to give respect. Now, listen very carefully to what I said. You'll find that a lot of engagement with a lot of these officers is because they, they feel they're being disrespected, whether it be black, white, or indifferent. But they don't understand that they work for the same people And that they come from those people. So it's a cultural shift. And there's also an issue we need to look at is the contractual side of it. Is the FOP uh, uh, anti? I would have to say so. And believe it or not, the same guy that led against uh, who was leading the the strife, of my mind, just got reelected. What does that say?
0: So do you think think it's important that uh, the next leader of the department has worked as a police officer in Chicago?
3: Yes, and and let's be clear about that. Of all the federal agencies that come in, you find me one agency, one federal agency, that when they change organizational paths, they don't do it from within. So what makes us any different? Certainly when um, uh, Lightfoot brought in Brown, she changed the dynamic. Well, when he got on the ground, he realized he didn't know everything. Well, no one will. But certainly the fact that you know the dynamics of the city and in, in, in the department has to be a factor. The other thing is this, we know that the business acumen that are applied uh, to policing don't work, and this is what I mean. A lot of times, in fact, you've seen it, do more with less. Well, business acumen don't apply in public sector service. You cannot apply, you know, it's nice to use the theorems in business but they don't apply in public sector. So we've got to have a superintendent that understands that he or she has to do something different than what these other guys have been doing
2: who have been failing.
0: Anthony is hiring someone with CPD experience, a priority of the commission.
2: So uh, as I said yesterday, you know, everything is on the table. We, we, we don't want to box ourselves in. Um, I do think that there are distinct advantages to somebody who knows the city of Chicago, um, but I also think there are other cities across the country that have some leaders who uh, have experience with a, a consent decree, and we can actually gauge their progress. Um, so right now, I would say everything's on the table. We're still in the preliminary phases of uh, of trying to find the right candidate. Um, but I do understand that there are advantages to, to both sides of it. So, but I, I would not characterize it necessarily as a priority.
0: So, Craig, talk about the benefits you see in, in hiring someone who has CPD experience. But also give us the, the drawbacks, right? Because depending on the candidate, could, could this actually derail efforts to reform the department?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think one of the issues is, you know, the political moment matters. And, and it's also important not to get caught up too much in this political moment. Because the broad consensus, both from the left, from the right, from people who are on the police department, even and people outside the police department, is that David Brown failed a superintendent in Chicago. And one of the reasons, and um, and and retired Sergeant Mosley also um, got to it, was um, for his failure to understand, and this goes to the, the the weaknesses of an outsider, the failure to understand the culture and the dynamics of the CPD and Chicago more generally, that that they're not "quote unquote" one of us, right? So it's also not surprising at this particular moment that you know popular sentiment is we got to hire someone from within, somebody who understands who we are, someone who gets us, somebody who is us. Um, but, but but we can't forget at, at, at that same time that um, it's that culture and this, is the, and this is the problem. I mean so the issue is someone from the inside also um, on the one hand can have greater credibility from within to try to change that culture. And then they also will have a greater investment and are, are more entrenched in that culture. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, – and, and like Anthony Driver said um, – whether insider or outsider, and I, and I like um, and, and I like his, I appreciate his openness. Um, you know, wh- whether it be someone inside like Ernest Cato, who I think is, is, has shown some good things, um, that insider or outsider, whoever's going to lead the CPD um, must, you know, m- must. Must not just be committed, but has to have that courage and the skill to do what Joe Mosley said, which is to fundamentally change CPD culture, mm-hmm. the way that things have been done in Chicago. No small task.
0: So, we've had a lot of departures from yeah. CPD uh, of highly respected, high-level officers. Why'd they leave? Fill us in briefly, Craig, and, and talk about how that affects the department.
1: Yeah, I, I think there are different. I think there are different reasons. I mean, so some have been forced out, like, for example, the head of constitutional policing, Robert Boyk, and something that sent just a horrible message throughout the entire organization when someone who stood up and spoke out about how CPD was falling short of its commitment to abide by the consent decree and to actually have people and qualified people in place needed for training, needed to actually implement change, um, when spoke out, that was the end of his t- end of his t- end of his tenure at CPD, and um, then you have and and, and you have people then who I think, and, and this is going to make me very unpopular for saying this, um, I think there's been too much angst about um, the exodus of the old guard. I think that's a little bit misguided because so a lot of people, and not just high level folks, um, and some high level folks who just also didn't like and didn't appreciate David Brown and his own personality and wasn't with that program. But there's also have have been an exodus of, of folks who aren't down with the program for change. Mm. And I mean, so if you don't understand that being a Chicago police officer and all the powers that come with it means that you got to be accountable to the people of Chicago, if you can't embrace that you're subject and you got to embrace that public scrutiny, then you got no business with a badge and a gun. And so I, so I say actually one of the first steps toward change and what it takes also in a good superintendent is the courage to actually get rid of those who aren't down with the program and hire and train those who are.
0: Yeah. Joe, there's been a criticism of CPD's merit promotions. What's your insight into the way that CPD does or doesn't promote officers? And do you think that it leads to there not being more qualified candidates who are on the force right now?
3: (laughs) Funny you would ask that. I am a merit appointee uh, sergeant. And I can tell you, um, and Mr. Futterman knows very well, We've actually, well, some of us have actually tried to fight some of the information, but the way promotions are done within Chicago are tied to politics. There's no question about it. Um, the problem was that under the Daily regime, when they took him to court, he refused to define what merit was. Is merit um, a viable road? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Are there people out here that do great jobs and should be rewarded for it? Yes. However, because the the program has been, for lack of a term, um, bastardized, it's messed up. I mean, if you read originally when this thing started, it came about when the judge said, we want to bring promotions on par for blacks, for minorities, on par with those of male whites. That's what the original impetus for this thing was well it got into certain people's hands and it became a patronage wing. but the other problem with the promotions is just as you have merit that's been bastardized you still got people that get the test i mean so Mm. until you've got someone that's got the courage intestinal fortitude to come in and say we're going to straighten this mess out it's going to continue to be the same and that's what you have happening
0: so let's uh in the interest of time let's just talk Briefly with uh, about priorities here, Anthony, uh, the city's inspector general, Deborah Woodsberg, she said that implementing the consent decree is one of the highest priorities of this next superintendent. You are looking for a candidate that has experience working under a federal consent decree that implements police reform. So how do you want to see these reforms implemented in this city?
2: Yeah, I think it has to be a a priority, but I also think that it has to be a floor. Um, You know it's, to me, it's, it's not the starting point, but it, it's, it's the least we can do. We need to I'm looking for somebody, and I think the community is looking for somebody that can go above and beyond that. Uh, somebody who can bring communities together. We're living in a very very polarized time. We're in a very polarized city. Uh, and I think the you know traditionally we have been standing on opposite corners and throwing stones at each other. And the only way that we will really uh, try to path forward is having a leader who's collaborative. Someone who's willing to work with this commission, who's willing to work with the community, the administration, the city council, and who can bring stakeholders together uh, to actually have a plan. I think that's one of the things that Chicago is also lacking is a real strategic plan Mm -hmm. for violence in the city, not just, uh, you know, flying to hotspots as they occur, but actually looking at data and seeing uh, where the patterns are, looking at data and seeing where where officer deployments are, workforce allocation. Uh, There are a number of issues that, you know, our commission has started to uncover um, response times. Why is it taking an hour for you to get to a call uh, on the south side and you get to calls uh, in some of the north side uh, districts in in less than eight minutes? So these are all things that we're looking for, but primarily we're also looking for somebody that can get the – the clearance rate's up and, the, and the, the the crime stats down.
0: Craig, do you agree? Is the uh, consent decree one of the highest priorities?
1: Couldn't agree more. Um, and Anthony couldn't have said it better. It, it is the floor. And what it means to be committed to prioritizing the consent decree, that's not just what we've seen lately, which is checking the box and going through the motions. The first step toward improving both safety and reducing violence in Chicago is stopping CPD's own pattern and practice of civil rights violations of targeting black and brown people for abuse. CPD is never, as Anthony just alluded to, is never going to be effective in solving violent violent crimes unless it has earned, and, and not just gotten, but earned the trust of the community. And you earn that trust by honesty. You earn it by transparency. You earn it by being accountable, by firing those officers who lie, getting rid of officers who abuse their powers to hurt people, and by service, by actually embracing not just community as a partner, but as the senior partner.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's next for the commission, Anthony, the, the the process of submitting those three names to the next mayor?
2: Yeah, so we have until July 18th to submit those three names. We're in the process now of rolling out a RFQ and getting search firms and and consultants on board and and getting to subject matter experts. Uh, Once that takes place, the applications will go out. Uh, We'll start the background checks and start the review and and look to have those names at some point uh, before July, before that uh, 120 days expires. And and also, again, robust community engagement. That's at the crux of what we do, and, and that's who I'll be taking my orders from.
0: We'll have to have you gentlemen back. We'll leave it there for now. Anthony Driver's president of the Community Commission for Public Safety and Accountability. We've also been talking with former CPD Sergeant Joe Mosley and Craig Futterman, who's police accountability expert and law professor at the University of Chicago. Thank you all.